se recomienda las dosis de refuerzo de la vacuna contra el COVID-19 para ciertas personas. Para más información visita vaccinate.virginia.gov o llama al 877-829-4682. Mensaje del Departamento de Salud de Virginia. Welcome to the Delver Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week we unite the culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and this week joining me is none other than the beautiful and intelligent Miss Erica Marie. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. I sound like some loser from, <laughs> <laughs> from God knows where. <laughs> so happy to nah, be you. here. <laughs> <laughs> As always, we like to start the podcast off with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Erica, you ready? I'm ready. What's the best album you listened to this year? And it doesn't have to be new because people got mad when I said it had to be new and they had a fit. Oh, yes. I got you. Jay-Z, 444. That's it. That's that the best the album I heard this year. That's the third time I've heard that. So that's a good, good answer. Good answer. Okay. <laughs> favorite movie of all time question two The Last Dragon oh I love that movie oh my god I wanted to I date like that answer <laughs> I like that answer oh we my god just fine <laughs> I, love, I love The Last Dragon Bruce Leroy uh, oh, I'm playing man. I'm trying to get him on this podcast eventually. Yes, you need to. Oh, man. That, that movie is a classic. Yes, definitely. Definitely a classic. I heard him on another podcast a while back, and it wasn't as tight as it needs to be. So hopefully oh, yeah. I get him on here eventually. You got to let me know. I'm ready to watch that. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Question three. Dumbest thing you've ever done as a kid? Dumbest thing I've ever done as a kid. I crawled under my mom's bed after like a piece of glass or something like a perfume bottle broke and I got glass in my eye. I think that is the dumbest thing I've ever done as a child. Wow. Yeah. That's I've heard. What have you heard? <laughs> uh, you should listen to some of the other episodes. We've had somebody light their house on fire. Uh, what's the dumbest thing you ever did as a child? Oh, that's... That's a good question. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I'm curious to know. <laughs> Don't ask me that. All right, I, I guess I'll give you a story. One of the dumbest things I ever did as a kid. I was 16 years old, high school kid. You know high school kids. And I had my first car. It was a 1989 Buick Century. And it was a rusty blue. And we called it, it was so rusty and blue, we called it the blus. Because it was a rusty, a rusty blue, just a blus. And this car was so raggedy that every time you would turn a corner, it would like, it had no power steering, so you would just hear the car like, and just shakingly crazily. Oh, my God. So, me being 16, what do you think I want to do with this car? 
Oh my God, you want to race? No, 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 I'm not that dumb. Well, I am dumb, that dumb. <laughs> I, I decided to take this car as far as possible. For those who don't know, I live in Miami. I took this car from Miami to way down south to the Keys. And this riding car, my friend. Oh my God, you are to crazy. Did you get left out there? So, yeah, the car ended up breaking up down out there. We got spending the whole night out there and with no way to get home. And this isn't like during the time that like you can just call an Uber right. or call anybody. <laughs> Uber wasn't even around. <laughs> exactly. So, way in the, near the Keys for like six hours with no way home whatsoever in this raggedy car that kept overheating. So I had to keep like every like 10 minutes because the car was leaking water, I, every 10 minutes I would have to go put water in the car, drive a couple of blocks till I finally got it on. Oh, my God. I had a friend who did something like that. That is bad, but I like it. <laughs> but that's so bad with me because he's like, you're an idiot. You know the car wasn't going to get you down there, but you wanted to go way out there and hang out. Oh, my God. That is too funny. <laughs> yeah. Glass in the eyes for me. I like injuries. <laughs> I was dumb with injuries. I always ended up injured in my dumbness. Well, see, that's fine because you you can get away with hurting yourself at, up to a certain age, right? Like, right. if you do it now, they're gonna look at you like you're crazy, right? And I'm capable of doing. It. I'm very clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm capable of doing the same thing over again. Oh man. Question four, and this is a good question for both of us. Mm. Who's your favorite Walking Dead character? Um, Rick. I know it sounds real lame. He's the main character. It's Rick. And you? That's my favorite Walking Dead character. Well, oh, Rick. yes. High five. Air high five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rick is man. my favorite character. And question five, the final question. Top five favorite TV shows. Oh, wow. That's bad. Do they have to be in order of... Um... No, not in order. Okay, cool. So we have Game of Thrones. We have The Walking Dead. We have Insecure. We have Stranger Things. And Rick and Morty. All excellent choices. Ah. Uh, they were my faves. Every single one. That's awesome. So for those who don't know you, tell them what you do. Who are you? What makes you so awesome? I'm so awesome now. I'm just a local nerd geek like everybody else who has a blog. And I write about movies and TV and all that stuff. And occasionally I review cars. I write about everything that makes everyone happy in the geek world. What I always found cool about you is because you're a lot like me in the sense where you're a Renaissance woman. You like everything. Like, oh. I, look you, I look at your blog. You talk about <laughs> fashion. Yes, I do. You talk about superheroes. Like, whoa, she's, she's all over the place. I think it's awesome. So, yeah, you know what's funny? That's a reflection of who I was as a child. It was like I was a really girly girl where you have to put me in a princess dress, but I also want to watch Batman. So, so that's basically what I was as a child. I was into so many different things. It was like, I love Batman. And my parents were supportive. I thank God, you know, back in the early 80s, um, you know, these people were like, you're a little girl. You have to do girl things. But they allowed me to do what I wanted. I loved pink glitter and stuff like that. But at the same time, I was so into everything else. So what got you into like superhero stuff and things like that at that young age? What made you like Batman? I don't know. It's the show. You know, you, they used to have Batman. Um, the animated series. The animated series. And I love, uh, what's his name? Kevin Conroy's voice. My God, I love that man. I yeah. used to watch it after. My thing is that it started with She-Ra. I used to watch She-Ra. Oh, and then, yes. you know, He-Man was like afterwards or before or something like that. I love He-Man. Oh, my God. And they're making it. Yes. It's coming out in 2000. In 18, I believe, or 19. I hope it's good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the last one was a little 
on the flimsy side. <laughs> the storyline was a little strange, but they did. The, what I have to give Masters of the Universe credit for is, did you see that movie? I mean, yeah, you have to, I've seen it. The way everybody looks. I mean, He-Man is on point. Skeletor is exactly the way he's supposed to look. I like that movie because, like The Last Dragon, it's it's an 80s movie. Classic, yeah. It's an unapologetically 80s movie. When you look yeah. at that movie, you can tell when that movie was made and how it was made. Yep. I'm all about the 80s. God, that's like my biggest. I've been thinking of adding like an 80s section to my blog just because everything that I love is from the 80s. I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, as many people know. So the 80s is... Oh, love Michael Jackson. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, the movies and, and, and the shows and everything. I just wish that, um, you know, we had a little bit more of that now. I mean, I think our TV shows are a lot better, though. They've gotten a lot better. Oh, yeah, definitely. Our TV shows are awesome. Now. I can, the, the quality of Melissa is just so great. You know, you got shows like The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones. Oh. Um, even shows like, it's just shows that they have now that we would have never got back in the 80s. Yeah, like you wouldn't get like insecure back in the '80s. Oh no, most definitely not. Um, they did a lot of family-oriented shows too. It was like you know different, Full house. Tra- different Full house. It was stuff like that. Very comedy, family-oriented. Now we get nerd stuff. There's Star Trek coming out. You know, yes. that's amazing. So, what do you think of that shift? Of how everything has changed? Because when we were growing up, like you wasn't getting shows like. Well, you got a Flash TV show, but it yeah. was, it's not like the Flash TV show you have today. No, it's not. I mean, I think it's amazing it, to the point that I remember back in the day, the way it was, was that you saved up your money for the movie theater. What you wanted to see was in the movie theater. Daytime TV and nighttime TV, there was always like a primetime show at 8 o'clock that you would want to watch on a daily basis, and that was it. You didn't have like a list of shows. I think it's amazing that now people are like, you know what? I don't want to go to the movies. Let me stay home and binge watch something. Yeah, it's crazy that TV is just as good as movies nowadays. Like, or better. Like, or better, yeah, in a lot of cases. Like, look at Stranger Things. Stranger Things is kind of a perfect show in a sense where the way it starts oh, man. up to the way it ends, it gives you just enough. To keep you wanting more. Stranger Things right now is my top favorite show. And that's hard to say because Game of Thrones has held that spot for a very long time. Stranger Things is, it. well, obviously it has 80s <laughs> nostalgia in it, so I'm going to love it. But what I love about it is that I didn't know what was going on throughout yeah. that. You know what I mean? It's an, it's an investigation. It's a mystery. You're there with them. What is this thing? I knew it wasn't an alien. I knew that, that whatever it was, it was something that, that wasn't common. But I didn't know what they were doing with the show. What was the purpose? Nothing. It was so good. I like so, the direction that they took where they kept you guessing on where it was going to go next. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, even now that the second season is going to be coming up soon, you still don't really know what exactly happened. Right. Isn't that funny? You still yeah. have questions. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 usually with shows, it kind of bothers you. But with this show, it's like, oh, I want to see more. What's going on? Exactly. It's like they, they closed it off in a very well-rounded way. But you still have questions as to where they're going. That's, it's, it's an amazing show. I really like it. Definitely, definitely. So what got you into blogging? What made you say, I want to write? Oh, well, that's easy. I went to school for writing. Um, Where did you go to? I went to Hunter College. Oh. Creative writing is my uh, major. So blogging was supposed to, and they tell you from, from when, before you graduate, they're like, look, get into blogging. The internet is the thing right now. Digital media is important. And I wanted to write about what I know. What do I know? Movies, TV, <laughs> useless facts. That's what I know. <laughs> Are there any sites that you want to write for? Or you have any ideas of places that you want to write at? I used to want to be like on IGN, but I'm afraid of that whole 
like um you know that whole dynamic dynamic for women in regards to them like yeah we'll let you write but you probably are not going to be as successful or as held up as everybody else is or whatever i've thought about that a couple of times well, so i really better with that you think thing. so yeah they got better they have a lot more women writers who are who are doing their thing so they've gotten now before i remember there was a time when there was only like one or two and yeah it was, was kind of like well, you're a woman writer, but you got to kind of be on camera. You got to be hot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Isn't that funny that they always look like supermodels? Yeah. Now, you know, now it's a little, it's a little bit better. So I think that's cool. And, you know, I like the dynamic of just the diversity in terms of sites like IGN's getting it, Kotaku right. has it, or the diversity of hearing different voices with blogging. That's what led me to find your blog and the things that you do because you're very diverse. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> and what, what caused you to go into blogging yourself? I like to write. I like to write. And what ended up happening was I ended up getting a chance to write for a site. Okay. And I was, I was enjoying I was freelancing for the site and I was enjoying freelancing for the site. Mm-hmm. But then it got to a point where they were like, well, we want you to write about what we want you to write about, whether you agree right. with it or not. I'm like, I don't know if I want to vibe with that too much. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd rather, I said, and at this generation, in this day and age, we live in a time where you can basically take your destiny in your own hands. You can kind of like, if you want to write a blog, you can do that. You can be IGN in a sense. You can find your own audience. That's one of the reasons why I do a podcast today and that's kind of getting steam and successful because I want to take my destiny in my own hands. I want to be like, you know what? Let me do this. Let me find my audience. Let me build up my audience just like the IGNs and the Kotakus and just talk to people. That's why I like doing this podcast. I can just talk to different people, hear their opinions on things. It doesn't have to be always somebody who's famous and spectacular, but you know. It's just hearing people's voices and hearing people's opinions on, on everything and different aspects of life. And I've always appreciated and enjoyed doing that. So That's very smart. That's very smart. I think that's a great move that you did. Never write for what they want you to write. Do what you like. Yeah, and that's how I got to doing this podcast and writing on my own in a sense because I wanted to I – like, I like hearing people's opinions whether I agree with them or not. I think everybody has a voice, whether they're the biggest asshole in the world or whether they're just a regular guy like or girl like me and you. You know, it's always right. good to hear everybody's opinion because you never know what you can learn from somebody else. Right. So when I write, usually I write about things that, even the name of the podcast, it's it's my experience, but yeah. it's it 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 talks about everything in a sense, in terms of like politics, in terms of like everyday life, in terms of like TV shows and movies that I like. I like to kind of put everything in one bowl because nobody's out there is just one-dimensional. Everybody likes everything. Yeah, definitely. I so agree. That's me. Uh, 25 million dimensions to me. (laughs) (laughs) I I like everything. So you write about fashion. So what is that like? How does that, what does that consist of? Um, when I do write about fashion, it's usually um, about what, because the thing is about fashion, I think that fashion has changed. It's no longer about what's in and what's not in, no longer about wearing, not being able to wear white after Labor Day. It's more so like, this is what I like. What do you like? So I basically like to write about the pieces that I find interesting. I'm, I'm a little bit dark, so I, I like black leather and, and, um, not goth. I'm, I've never been goth, but I, I like darkness. I wear a lot of black. I'm from New York. Um, <laughs> we all wear a lot of black out here, you know? So it's like, I like to put together like montages of, of what's on, what's in the now, what these brands are coming out with and basically connect with other people who are like, you know what? I like that. Or I like, I prefer this. And it's more a conversation than anything. I think fashion has changed. It's not about what's in. It's more about let's talk about what we like together and, and discuss it, you know? 
So I like that about fashion. That's the reason why I write about it. I think it's cool because, you know, two things that you never really hear together is fashion and nerd culture. I, so, <laughs> so it's I not know. cool that you do that. <laughs> it's so funny. I actually follow a girl who, um, I think I follow two people. I'm not entirely sure who their blogs are on, not cosplay, but just like how you can incorporate nerd culture into your everyday. It's so cute. It's, you know what I mean? I, I, I love it. I, there's even one about um, food where it's kind of like, um, there's one about horror, horror food. So it's kind of like, you know, psycho cupcakes or whatever. And there's like a, a, a knife in the middle of the cupcake with blood you know, splurting out all these different ideas of using nerd culture into like different areas. And I think it's so amazing that um, people are able to incorporate it into so many different things. So how do you feel now that not only the nerds rule the world right now? We do. Nerd culture is everywhere. But the fact that women are so integrated into it in a sense where we got a good Wonder Woman movie. We got a, no, correction, we got a great Wonder Woman movie. Oh, yes. An amazing Wonder Woman movie. <laughs> exactly. Not, not only that, the lead in the Star Wars movie is a woman. Yes. It, yes, it is. And it's cool to see. What, let me hear your opinion on it because I have my opinion on it too. Like, how do you feel about seeing these things happen? I wish we could go back in time so the little girl that I was back then could put on, you know, like a Kylo Ren outfit or something. It's amazing. I think it's wonderful because I think little girls are as diverse with their likes as anyone else's. And they're kind of like put into this, you know, and it it, it affects you when you're a child, especially because, you know, you see it everywhere where you want to be a part of that world that you can't because there isn't any like, you know, uh, costumes or, or, or toys that you can buy for yourself that are for your gender or whatever the case may be. And now you're able to go watch the Star Wars movie and, and aspire to be like one of the characters. That's absolutely amazing. I'm so for it. I'm excited. I mean, it means more women are going to be involved in all of these little factors that I've always been into. So it, it's very exciting to see all of this. I hope that we see more of it, actually. Yeah, and it's awesome. Because not, not only is it just women, it's women of color. It's women Please. Of all... Preach. <laughs> <laughs> the diversity. That's the other part. Oh, my God. I am so excited to see more. Just think about the past. The past, if you were any person of color, you were always in the back. And you died five minutes into the show. It doesn't matter what the movie was. I mean, now, now they have main characters that are people of color. I mean, it's wonderful. This is our reality. These are the people that I relate to. And they're on TV and they're in the movies. It's very exciting. Because, <laughs> you know, growing up, you kind of had these movies, at least growing up for me, in my opinion, you had movies where you saw black people as a certain type of way. Like, for example, you saw Menace to Society. Oh, Boys yeah. Boys in the Hood. Juice. Movies like that. Juice. Now, as I'm older and I'm an adult, we have movies like, for example, Black Panther's coming out next year. Oh, yes! Black Panther is the movie. It's so different. It's no more, no more criminality. You know what yes. I mean? Creed. You got movies that are more than just about gangbangers and things like that. We actually, yeah. uh, it's cool to see it. Yeah. Another thing I always thought was cool was like one of my favorite movies is uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Yes. I love Winter Soldier. Love it. And a lot of people don't talk about it, but one of the coolest things about Winter Soldier that I liked about it was the fact that, okay, Captain America's best friend is Bucky. Yes. But his other best friend is Falcon. Yes. Falcon's just this other guy. He's like his partner. Even yeah. in the movie, even in the movie, when they're like talking to each other, they're like, "Okay, what are we gonna do to go find Bucky?" Right. As a team. So that's pretty cool to see. And even with um, Iron Man, Iron Man and Rhodey. Right. Right. It's not like he's a background guy. They he's a partner. a partner. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. 
It's so amazing. I don't think that um, people realize how important it is to see yourself on TV. That's what it is. We're seeing ourselves. We're seeing people who we can relate to. You know? It means a lot. It does. I mean, even with fashion, if you look at the covers of these, uh, you know what I mean? Like, like, back in the day, it was like, if you weren't, you know, Alabaster White, you weren't on a, a fashion magazine. You were not. If you didn't look a certain way, you just didn't show. I mean, we have like Beyonce on the, and Rihanna on the cover of Vogue and stuff like that. Like, it's, look, it's crazy. It is. Awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see that, you know, not every girl in the fashion magazine is a size two no more. Exactly. Because that's another issue that they have where they want to have people look, you know what I mean? It's not realistic in, yeah. in the least. And then they complain about, you know, all these girls who are, and women who suffer from these um, disorders, these eating disorders. Where does that come from? Well, you're visualizing these unrealistic, you know, um, views of how women should be. And eventually someone's going to internalize that and be like, I don't look like that. What can I do to, to get there? You know what I mean? And that I think it, it needs to be more diversity in regards to sizes and fashion. That way that people see it is okay to be whatever you are. Because we're all different shapes, colors, and sizes. We're not one size fits, fits all, you know? Awesome. I 100% yeah. agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, and I have one question for you. How do you feel about Game of Thrones right now? Just being that the season just finished. Curious. I love the season. I know people are complaining because they say, oh, it went too no. fast. No, no, that, there's no complaints. That's no. not my problem with the season whatsoever. I think what's awesome, I think I've, I like the fact that they're finally giving you answers. Yeah. And the answers are sufficient. This season was all about every question you had about Game of Thrones, every little loophole they left out between season one through now, we're answering them right now. Get oh, yeah. And I think that's awesome. I think it's time to start doing it. If you're going to start winding down the show, what better time to start answering these questions than now? Yeah. The action was amazing. You know, I've been complaining for a very long time about um, how slow the old seasons were sometimes. There was too much talk. But right now, I'm reading the series. I'm on book three, I believe. And I have to say, this show is the most perfect. I mean, the books are like this big. I'm, well, nobody can see that. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> the books are huge. And my thing is that for you to be able to condense that and for it to be almost exactly the same, for you to take the perfect pieces of what's important out of that and make a show, um, they did a great job. Obviously, there were changes, but... um the changes that they made, I believe, were like smart. For example, the Red Wedding did not happen that way, the way we saw it on TV, but I think they actually perfected it. <laughs> yeah. I had bought the audio version of the first book and I was listening to it like, this is good. But oh my God, is this long? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have a friend it's who, a who's doing, who did the audio while reading. And uh, he felt that it went faster that way. But it, it's long. It's that man could talk. <laughs> it's not only it's a trek, but, you know, it's different when you're seeing what's going on on TV as opposed to reading it. Yeah, yeah. So the TV kind of offers so much. The TV does a great job with giving you what the book has and kind of summarizing it in a way that yeah. it works. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. But I'm like amazed by I have no idea where they're going with this though. Because there's so many directions. George R. R. Martin clearly, I mean, I feel like the whole situation with Ned Stark, where we see this noble character who is the epitome spoilers. of every what happened? Spoilers. I said spoilers because you I know what you're gonna say. Spoilers. No, <laughs> I'm not saying any spoilers. There's no spoilers here. What I'm saying is listen, listen. Ned Stark, you know what I mean, is like the most noblest man ever, you know. And then we don't have him anymore. And well, that's a spoiler. 
<laughs> I mean, that's a spoiler from season one. If you didn't see that, <laughs> where are you in Game of Thrones? Where are you in Game of Thrones if you don't know that Ned Stark is not alive? <laughs> but besides the point, the whole point is that that was like making a point. So I don't know what his point, final point is. What, do, what are you telling us at the end? Where are we, where are we going with this? I have no idea. No idea where know, they But it's so far it's been an excellent ride. It has. Oh my God. With the dragons. I just, I do wish they were a little bit like we had more episodes. It would make us a lot more happier. Like, you know, the Flash has 27,000 episodes per season. <laughs> and Game of Thrones has eight. <laughs> There's a huge difference. I, I wish we did too, Bob. But, but, why is it taking so long to make these episodes? It's, I think there's, they say it's going to come out either 2018 or 2019. It's the graphics. First of all, they started filming, I believe, this week. Uh, they claim that uh, Amelia Clark uh, said, uh, made a comment, kind of like alluding that they started. They did an interview about a month or two ago with Jamie Lannister, and he said that they're going to start um, recording in October. So they're either on their way to start filming or... They're going to start. And the thing is that they're supposed to film from October to April. And then come the graphics. If you look at the graphics of Game of Thrones, I'm not going to lie to you. It's, it's more advanced than any other show. I mean, uh, the, the Flash doesn't even come close <laughs> with graphics. It looks like a big budgeted movie. Yeah, it does. It, so I think that's what takes so long, how much effort they put into that whole thing. And having to film in areas that are, you know, with global warming, even though people want to ignore that and act like that doesn't exist, they have issues with filming because of that. Well, I live in Miami. I can tell you right now from experience, global warming 100% exists. Oh, just yeah. Got hit with hurricane. So that tells you right there. There's like 10 in the water right now. Still. Exactly. <laughs> back to me, back. Don't tell me the garbage about no global warming not existing. Something <sighs> is wrong. People just love to believe whatever they want to believe. I can't deal with it. <laughs> Global warming definitely exists. But yeah, they have a lot of issues with filming because of that. Because I think they pick areas in Ireland as well as, um, I don't know if they use Iceland or Greenland. One of them. Greenland is the one that has the ice. Yeah, I think it's Greenland. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the opposite. Yeah, Greenland has the ice and Iceland has the green. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, they have a lot of issues with that. And then there's the, the graphics. But, yeah, it takes forever with that show. I'm, I'm also, I'm about to start protesting. Let me know if you're down to be on my bandwagon. I want to protest how long we have to wait for a new season. Do I really have to wait a year? That's we, have, we have these trailers coming out months before it comes out these actors strutting around and showing off little clips and, and little things you guys have the show ready stop teasing me and making me wait a year i think it should be at the very least okay six months maybe don't remind me um i have you have you watched Ages of shield yes i have but i am totally lost in the sauce in that one i haven't watched it in a while this last season has been awesome. Really? I'm going to get on that. Really, really good. They brought in Ghost Rider and everything. How did Ghost Rider look? You know how I feel about that because Nicolas Cage. He looked great. Really? He looked really good. And it worked for the show. I'm going to have to catch up on that. And it paid off. This season is by far the best season of the Shield. That excites me. Yes. It was really good, and the direction they took the show at the end of the season is a shock. But it's not coming back to 2019. Oh, my God. These people. Why? Why? I know um, the Inhumans is coming out next month, I think. Either the end of yeah. this month or next month. Mm -hmm. So maybe that may have something to do with it, but we're not getting able to see back to 2019. This is ridiculous. People are waiting two years for a show. I'm going to die waiting on a season. You know what I mean? When we get older, is that what life is going to be like? I'm going to be in my 80s afraid to end up in the hospital because God knows what season I'm going to miss out. I can't go yet, Lord. 
season so-and-so of my favorite show is coming. No, I can't deal. It's too long. I can't. That's way too long. You know the show Atlanta? I haven't watched it yet. Everybody tell me it's great. It is. But I'm going to tell you this. Danny Glover is in Star Wars. And because of that, the show was not coming back to 2019. Oh, well, I ain't watching that till 2018. Exactly. That's what I said. I said, I'm not going to watch the last episodes till then. I'm going to be bitter. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start watching it till 2018. That's not happening. They make us wait two years. If they do this with Stranger Things, I'll... but did you hear that Stranger Things plans on um not being like not having as many seasons as other shows? Yeah, I heard it's gonna only have four seasons. If I'm, if I'm correct, three or four. I'm gonna grieve. I'm gonna grieve. <laughs> I am. It's such a good show. I wish they would drag, but they don't want to drag it, and I get it. Because at a certain point, we're gonna look at uh the kids and be like, aren't they like twenty one? Shouldn't they be having jobs and not running around? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's where they don't want to go. But I think Stranger Things is one of those shows. I think they could probably like do it like a what show is called American Horror Story. Oh right. Which each each season is like a different. Setting almost. By the way, they, they, I'm so turned off by them. I haven't watched it in a minute. I, I'm so, every season they get me in the beginning, I'm like, yes, yes. Two or three episodes in, I'm like, no, this is not it. <laughs> I haven't every watched time, huh? What you said? Every time I try to get in watching it, mm. somebody tells me it's bad, so I don't watch it. It's every season. Every season. The only show, um, the only season that I have to say is the first one, The Murder House. That is the best season ever. It is the... I like the first season. It's the best one. Each one has... I watched... I mean, I watch a lot because of Angela Bassett. That's the reason why I watch. That's a good reason. reason. (laughs) So I watched the, the witch one. What was it called? The Coven. I watched The Coven fully through because of her, but it isn't all that great. And um, they did well with Lady Gaga's uh, thing. Which one was it? Uh, the Hotel? I think that's the one it was. I remember it was a big deal about that. It was pretty good until a certain point when you're like, okay, where are you going with this? And it, it started going off the side. And the Renoke, the Renoke one was from last... Uh, did you get to see any glimpses of that? That's the one where they had... Um, who was it that they had featured? I can't forget. I can't remember. I don't think I watched any Cuba, of that one. Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it. Huh. You I'm would think, kidding. right? It was good. Two or three episodes in. After that, it turns into a hot mess. <laughs> tell you why? I mean, like, a really hot mess. And I stopped watching. You want me to tell you why? Shoot. Tell me. Okay. So the beginning is kind of like they set this whole notion of their... Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Where you go? Spoilers? Whatever. This is all Spoilers. This is all spoilers. Spoilers for whatever season of American Horror Story this is. Don't come yelling at me and at me on my Twitter about this. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna kick you. <laughs> I'm like, he made me. He made me tell the details. You saw that, right? <laughs> no, but it's, it's about an island off of North Carolina and like this history that it has or whatever. And you're going with it. It's really good. And then it turns into a reality show where... He- oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the actual show is really supposed to be actors playing the real people. The Cuba Gooding was a real person, and there was an actor that was him. Oh, no. And then what ends up happening was that after the show was over, one of the reality TV people got with the actor they were playing, whatever. It oh, was no. so weird. It was so... And from there, I don't know what happened. And then they decided... No, wait, wait. I'm mistaken. It wasn't reality. The beginning was a reality TV. They did it like a documentary style where somebody would reenact the scene and then the people who were in that scene would do the um, confessionals and they would talk about what was happening. They did it like that. So the real world. Like the real world. But then they turned it into a reality show where they had um, both of them go back to that haunted area that they were at. They had the people who played them as well as the 
whatever. They lost me. As soon as they started saying that one of the actors was dating the other, I was like, all right, I don't know what's going on here, but this is horrible. Hot mess, labeled, stamped. (laughs) It was bad. Oh, man. So you ready for this season of Walking Dead? I am. I'm not that excited. Can you believe that? I'm not either. (gasps) Why? I don't know. There's, you're not waiting for anything. There's nothing to wait that's for. Probably, that's probably what it is because the big thing about last season was who Negan killed. Right. Then There's after no that, cliffhanger. Like, all right, what's going to happen now? Rick's going to fight back. We know Rick's going to win. Right, in some form, but we're probably going to lose some people. But who? Are you ready for that? It depends on who it is. Really? You really think so? Yeah, because, like, who – I'm trying to think who could have could I lose, we lose at this point I'll be really upset about. Daryl, maybe? Um, Daryl, yes. Michonne, yes. You're not going to get Father Gabriel. I'm telling you that now. He's not going to die because we can lose him. Nobody yeah, cares. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like there's certain people in there. If they kill him, we're like, all right, bye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> No. no, Carol. Carol is different now. Remember, now she's turned into this fearing all this stuff. If they kill Morgan. I'm rebelling, and I know they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. Morgan. I think Morgan's the one who's gonna get got. God, I love that man. How are they gonna do this to me? He's a great actor. He really is. And he's British. It is so oh. weird hearing him talk in his British voice when he's not on the show. I knew who he was when the show started, like who the actor was. He comes out in this movie called um, Snatch with Brad Pitt. It is my second favorite movie, you can say, of history. It's so I've heard so much about Snatch, I never watched it. You need to take time out and watch this. The jokes in that movie, it's, it's, it's a masterpiece. And he has a character called Soul in that. So I knew who he was. So as soon as I saw him, I was like, Soul! And everybody's looking at me like, who the hell is Soul? <laughs> <laughs> I called him that probably for a few seasons, too. I wonder when they're going to bring back Soul. Who? You mean Morgan? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, they can, they're probably going to do it to hurt me. They're going to hurt me. They're going to kill Morgan. Yeah. Yeah, um, they're probably going to do it. If Morgan they kill Huh? Morgan, Morgan and Carol. Yeah. That's going to hurt if they do. Do you ever read the comic books? No, I haven't. I really didn't. Have you? Yeah, they're very good. And you can read the comic books because they're different from the TV show. Would it piss, would it piss me off? Spoilers for the comic books, but there are certain characters that are dead down in the comic books that are still alive on the TV show. Oh, yeah. They do that all the time. Yeah. I'm not surprised. It wouldn't be too surprising to see those characters die now as opposed to before. Like, for example, give you a good example. Spoilers for last season of Walking Dead. The way Glenn died is literally the way he died in the comic books. Right. That's why it's done that way. And also, spoilers, uh, Abraham didn't die like that in the comic books. Really? He died earlier. Oh. I think it would piss me. I can't. I, I've decided with that comic that I would wait until the show is over. That's I said idea. that. That's a very good idea. I don't want it to conflict. I'm reading Game of Thrones right now, but the reason why it doesn't conflict with the show is because it's just too exact. It's really good. It's really like on point. And the things that are changed that maybe I even got into those parts, but I mean, the things that have changed that maybe I would have wanted on the show, it doesn't reflect on how I feel about watching it. I feel like if I read the comic and I see what's going on, it's going to affect how I feel. You might be right. You might be right on that. So I'm going to wait till the show is over. How many seasons do you think we have? Walking Dead. That's a good question. This is it eight? <clears throat> eight, yes. Almost at seven. It's eight. I'm gonna say four. Four Twelve seasons. Season. I'd be okay with that. I think so, because the show makes so much money and plus 
the comic book has always been built as something that could go on forever. Well, I don't think the show's going to go on forever. Right. I don't think they're going to get to the point. They're not even like to the point of the comic They're not like the show and the comic book are not nowhere near each other right now yet. <clears throat> so I much imagine. stuff is happening. So it's still a lot of stuff to go in the comic book. So I think they're going to touch that stuff. And that may take at least two to three seasons. I need that because this show is educating me on how to deal with the zombie apocalypse if, if it was to ever happen. <laughs> I, already, I already got it. I live in New York, Central Park Zoo, Bronx Zoo. I know where all the zoos are at. I'm getting myself a tiger. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be crazy. If it happens, I'm prepared. In the worst place for <laughs> the apocalypse. This is true. Any of the worst place in the zombie apocalypse in New York City, New York period. I have plans. I have plans. I have plans. Your plan right. is to get out of New York. That is part of the plan, but I'm getting a tiger before I leave. You better believe that. I'm getting a tiger. We getting yes, and probably name it that too. We're, I'm getting um, what do you call it? Two machetes because you know we got machetes out here. We don't got swords. We're not fancy. Um, <laughs> two machetes. A knife on on bottom of my shoe. I mean, I got plans. This show is preparing me if it should ever happen. No, we, we need to go over these plans. So, what exactly are your plans, plans for, for zombie apocalypse? First of all, I gotta catch two zombies and chain them up so that I can carry them with me. <laughs> I mean, I'm incorporating everything I've learned. Okay, Michonne lived for so long with doing that. The stench of the zombies will ward off other zombies. And then I'm getting two machetes, like I said, because we're in New York. We don't got nothing fancy. And I'm getting the hell out of New York. We're either going to New uh, we're going upstate or we're going to Jersey, somewhere more desolate because there's too many people here and they're going to go crazy. New York has Then after I'm somewhere else for a while, I might just scout a prison. Because I think that was a great living situation. But I got to wait till everybody dies out <laughs> before I go. <laughs> so I'll probably wait a year or two and then look for a prison. That was, they had showers there. That's another thing I, that I think that I've been meaning to write an article about. A blog on the shower situation and the zombie apocalypse. That's I mean, I now they're having... Now they're having showers in uh, Alexandria, but I mean, like, there were periods of time where I was like, damn, y'all don't look at each other and be like, ooh, <laughs> ripe. <laughs> You've been ripe for days. <laughs> the show always does a good job with making them look like they're them going through. Like they're going through. Yeah, they do. They like, do. I don't know how they. Like, Ugh. I guess the perfect example of Sasha over here. How you gonna use it? Nobody cares about your hair in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Nobody. My thing is the stains that they have on their clothes. They always got sweat stains and, and like blood and whatever and guts and, and I'm like, oh god, your clothes gotta smell. Get that in the laundry machine, please. Oh man, I don't even want to know the bathroom situation. That's something I'm not even gonna touch. I don't want to know. <laughs> They don't ever look like they're scouting for toilet paper. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know what they're using. <laughs> I don't want to know nothing about that. Do you think you could survive the zombie apocalypse? No, no. <laughs> You're close. <laughs> You're close. Really? <laughs> You'd be out at third episode? <laughs> Maybe like 10 minutes. Really? Oh, man. I thought this show was educating you too. I think... My best option would My be like, have you ever seen like Cloverfield? Yes. Uh, correct uh, me. 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yes. I would be the you guy who goes into the, the bunker and never comes out. Oh, my God. Is this cold today? You're going to have to look for a bunker that's fully stocked. That was a good movie, by the way. I really liked it, even though critics didn't. They didn't like the movie? They didn't. They, they didn't like the fact that Cloverfield took place in another place and this was somewhere else. But I liked that they showed us what was happening at the same time that those, uh, those aliens showed up or whatever. So tell everybody about your blog so they can know where to find it at before we 
head out. We've been talking all this time. I want to right. everybody to go there. Well, it's fabulouslyentertaining.com. And like I said, it's all about um, movies, TV, all of my rants. Every time I see something that gets me mad, <laughs> and I go and I say, why did they do this on the show? They're killing my favorite character. Uh, and uh, fabulouslyentertaining.com, that's what it is. Definitely. We definitely going to have you back on to talk about The Walking Dead. Soon as that season starts up, so we can sit here and yell about who died. We're going to cry together. I'm definitely going <laughs> to cry with you. Definitely. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. This has been awesome. To say been awesome man. No problem. It was wonderful. I loved it. Great show. Continue your progress. I love everything that you do. And I hope to be here again so we can cry together. Hold each other's hands. I know. Definitely. We'll <laughs> be back on the walking cry. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. <laughs> when the walking dead comes back. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. As always, Devil Cox Spirits, we out. Peace. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Wait a minute. I've heard that before. That's the note Jeremy wrote to me in my yearbook in the sixth grade. How'd you even know that? Because it's from Geico. Yeah, yeah wait, here it is. Dear Luke, have a great summer. P.S. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Love, Jeremy. Geico's had this tagline for years because we help save people money. So wait, you're saying Jeremy copied you? <laughs> yeah, that actually does sound like something the J-Man would do. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY.